Good morning again to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. My name is Gabriel Adebayo. I am back again with the second part of what I was sharing with you this morning um, at 6.05. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) I was sharing with you uh, the story that I believe, um, uh, I mean, the story that I believe it's 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 very important. Um, the damage that procrastination do to us. The damage that the procrast that procrastination do to us. Jesus, our Savior, made a comment. Uh, I remember the first time I read this. It makes no sense to me, but after going back into it, I I, I can truly say that it convicts me truly never to postpone what to be done tomorrow. I mean, what to be done today for tomorrow. And there are things that needed to be done now, not not later. So here's what Christ says in the book of Gospel of John, chapter 9, verse 4. Here's what it says. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. As long as it is the day, we must do the work of him who sent me. And then he says, night is coming when no one can work. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know what you're thinking of, but I can tell you what I'm thinking of. That there's going to be a time and a moment when we find it very hard to do certain things that we should have done when we should do it. I know many things might have surrounded that. Maybe there are circumstances around you that makes you think, oh my God, I can't go any longer with this. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. I don't know. But then I tell you what, you should straightly go back into the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, which says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word shares it up. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word shares it up. You know, I was sharing something with you this morning concerning tomorrow. <laughs> like I, I said to you, I said, um, procrastination is like for postponing something for tomorrow and tomorrow never come. It's not even like postponing something for tomorrow. I was sharing with you, if you remember in that first part where a gas attendant put a sign there and said, free gas tomorrow. Or the the price of the gas is going to be reduced tomorrow. And everyone will come back the next day and he will tell them, it's tomorrow, it's not now. <laughs> well, let me let me go further in, in saying this to you, um, which I think uh, you will also find very interesting. The book of Second Corinthians, I want to share something with you quickly over there. If you have your Bible, can you just turn with me to the book of Second Corinthians? In this Second Corinthians, Paul was talking to them in chapter 6 of that. In chapter 6 of the book of 2 Corinthians. Um, and in this chapter 6, here is Paul. And it's a very, very uh, strong word to the Corinthians in verse in verse 2 of that. Paul says, For said I have heard three, I have had thee in time, in a time accepted, and in day of salvation have I have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, it's not tomorrow. If you say you're a Christian and you've not been saved, you're in trouble. Because there's no time of salvation but now. 
Now is the day of that salvation. It's not tomorrow. Do you know how many times you're you're postponing going to church? I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. Some of you have resulted in turning God into an extra tire. That only when you have trouble, you call on him. And then you bother people who go to church and say, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? And you think a prayer of just one second will will hold up things. I know there's never a time you call on Christ that he will not answer. But the reality of that is that why not accept him as your Lord and Savior now? There's a story in the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 24. Um, and I can relate to, to, to why Paul says uh, what he says in, in, first, in 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 2, which he says, Today is the day to be saved, not tomorrow. Today is the day to do what you have in mind to do. In this, in this book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 22 through 27, here you will find a very perfect example of a very active um, Roman official named Felix, whose story is written out in this book of uh, Acts of Apostles, chapter 24, verses 22 through 27. This man is a very well-respected man with his wife, Drusilla. But he allowed Paul to speak, and Paul began to speak to him. The man got convicted, but he never made up his mind to be saved. He missed the opportunity of salvation because of procrastination. I tell you what, never miss the opportunity for salvation because of your procrastination. Because that's what happened to Felix and his wife. Through them, we will discover the danger of procrastination and how to defeat it. I told you this morning, I said, when I come back, I'm going to tell you what power or what influence does procrastination have and, and, and what can you do to overcome it? Well, number one step I want to take now is procrastination robs you of opportunity to, to serve or for service. Jesus was talking to some of his followers once about the cost of discipleship. And the essence of his word to them was that life has a way of putting obstacles in the path of the one who will seek first the kingdom of God. Things such as taking care of family and requirement of vocation and legitimate responsibility. Was Jesus saying we should ignore those things in order to follow him? Absolutely not. And that was never what he said in that Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 59 to 62. That was not what Christ said. Of course not. He was very simple in his illustration. And it's always easy to think of lots of reasons why we cannot do anything. That's the reason why he said that. He said, we always have a reason not to do something. Well, we use the word can't, wouldn't. And, and because of this, we have a reason to say that I can respond to the call of God now. You will say that once I take care of this, I'll come back. So we think then we will get serious about following Christ. It doesn't go that way. It doesn't go that way. What is it that you want to do in your life that you know that it, it, it demands an urgent attention? that you are still postponing. And you're looking at yourself and thinking, I can do that tomorrow. But what's the guarantee of being tomorrow though? There's no guarantee, neither for you nor for me. The only guarantee is just that we have to do what we have to do now when we can't do it. Because there's gonna be a time 
when we will not be able to do it. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 26, it released one of the saddest stories in the New Testament of a missed opportunity that could have that could never be retrieved, and this is what many have missed. They have missed the opportunity to serve. They have missed the opportunity to follow Christ. In the story here, Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane on the night of his betrayal and, a, and the right, on the night of his betrayal and arrest. He took Peter, James, and John into the garden with him. You know, I believe the reason why he took them with him was just was just for their presence. He wanted to feel their presence with him. You know, when you go through trouble in life, you need some people around you that will just encourage you and be there for you. Do you realize that the presence of some people in your life means a lot? By just seeing them around you, it gives you some kind of a confidence and boldness. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to do anything. Seeing them around you will just give you that kind of uh, power within you and say, okay, he's here. I can do it. And that's that's what I believe that these three um, um, inner circle of our Lord Jesus Christ was. So he, he took them into the garden, Peter, James, and John, into the garden with him. And three times Jesus went aside to pray and three times discovered that his three friends had fallen asleep. They couldn't have known of the historical significance of what happened at that moment. They missed the opportunity of being there with him. They missed that, even though we can be sure that later they will have given anything to replay the events of that night. Have you missed an opportunity like that? Shaq was talking, um, Shaq O'Neill was talking about uh, an opportunity that he missed um, in investing into some company that I can't remember now. And I think it's Netflix. He said they came to him and he just didn't take it uh, serious. He said he regretted it. Yeah, many of us, many of us have a day like that, a moment like that in our life that we have a privilege and opportunities set before us that we just missed. So if, if if Peter, James, and John could play back that day, they would have they would have said, I, I would have fought this this sleep. I would have I would have done anything to to keep awake, to be awake, so that I don't I don't miss that sleep. But they can reverse the moment. There is there is no playback of this time. Um, I'm sure they would have done anything in that long hour of Christ's agony to see that. But they let one of the most critical nights in history pass them by. One day in heaven, each of us will no doubt look back and realize critical moments and hours of decision which will let slip through our fingers because of procrastination. There are times when I sense the Lord's leading to reach out to a certain person in my life. Whenever that comes, I don't want to miss that opportunity. Every time, every time I feel that presence within me to do something for God, or he sent me to someone, I don't postpone it. I do it right away because I know I may not have um, the time to do it again tomorrow. Listen to me, and please listen to me good. If you are one of those that procrastinate about tomorrow, if you're one of those that don't believe in doing what you have to do now, that you, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, that's what a slow God says. A lazy person in the book of Proverbs 13, verse 4, he says, A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligence are fully satisfied. A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligence are fully satisfied. 
That's in the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. You know, anything that you do in life, you're either doing it for profit or for loss. There's nothing for non-profit. No. No, I, I, I believe that. Anything you do is either fall into the category of profit or loss. It may not be for personal gain. That's where the non-profit comes in because it's not for personal gain. It's a charity program. But it's for, it's for profit because some people are benefiting from that. And that's why the book of Proverbs chapter 14 verse 23 says, All hard works brings the profit, but mere talk is only to poverty. All hard work brings a, a profit, but mere talks leads only to poverty. Ah, my God. So what are you going to do with your life? Because one who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. Solomon says in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 9, You don't waste time. Procrastination will rob you of that opportunity. If Felix and his wife have known, they wouldn't have postponed that salvation. They would have accepted it when Paul convictedly speak the word of God to him. If you are hearing this and you are a Christian and you have not made up your mind to follow Christ, I think you should do now. Because, listen, if you don't have a way to connect yourself to Christ or to know Him, then you're not a Christian. I know. Christ never preached a religion because it's not for religion. But if we follow Christ, then we set up a, a way of knowing that this is the best religion on earth. Not in comparison with any religion. If you are either Christ-like or none. So if you are postponing your salvation, what is salvation? Salvation is that you are saved from a wreck. You're saved. You are redeemed. You are redefined. Something in you died and another one rose up. Accept Christ as a Lord and Savior and stop troubling yourself over things that you cannot control. See, there are benefits when you accept Christ as a Lord and Savior. You live in peace because Christ is peace and that peace reigns in you. Well, when I come back, I'm going to share with you another seg segment of what this peace will lead you to. This is part two of that and part three of that same segment is coming and it's coming very shortly. Until then, may the Lord God cause his face to shine upon you, protect you and provide for your need. Again, my name is Gabriel Adebayo. I am the senior pastor of House of Grace Christian Center located at 231 Rockaway Avenue. I'll see you shortly. Be safe. Be blessed.